Hello. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> you, oh, oh come down the queen bit with Peggy and... Uh, Hello, you are listening to Off Radar with me, James Smith. Me, Neil Brock. And me, James Etoff. It's a movie podcast! We can do characters that fly and shoot laser beams and do woo! Beneath all of that, it's all about friendship. Playing the drums until his hands are bleeding. Each week, one of us picks a movie that all three of us either haven't seen in many years, or in some cases, haven't seen at all. We each head off and watch the chosen movie, return to the microphone, then waffle about it for your listening pleasure. Furthermore, if you want to join in and suggest a movie for us to watch, why not tweet us at Off radar podcast or email us on offradarpod at gmail.com if you like what you hear please subscribe share and review it really helps getting the pod out there for now strap in turn the volume up and let's go off radar radar. (laughs) i think you need to turn off etox camera already hello and welcome back to off radar and it's me james smith Neil Brock. Hello. Who we call Nigel. Yes. Uh, and James Etoch. Hello. Who we call Etoch. So this week we are talking about Captain America 1990. Yeah, hold no, your horses. So it's, <laughs> it's a film yeah. that, well, James Etoch suggested that I didn't know existed, but after reading <laughs> quite a lot, they, it turns out that they've made a lot of versions of Captain America. And uh, Etox suggested this for us to watch. If you've seen it, um, I'd be interested to know what you think. I haven't written down who it's directed by or who's in it because I thought it was irrelevant. Me neither. Um, That's yep. so rude. But... So rude. It's directed by none other than <laughs> Albert Poyan, who is very well known for um, directing basically quite unusual films that are somewhat out there. C movies. Yeah, well, I'd say it's closer to, to Z movies. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, He did Cyborg with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, so that links back to JCVD and wow. we did previously. So there you go. So Bloody give him some right. goddamn respect, man. Okay. Um, he's, he's turned into Clint Eastwood. And but, uh, none yeah. of us... I, I, well, I had not seen this film before. And... and See, I thought, like, when this was first suggested, I thought I'd seen this on, like, the BBC years ago. But then having watched it, I think there's another Captain America that doesn't even exist on IMDb that I must have seen. Because I, I definitely <laughs> saw one before, obviously, the the big Chris Evans-style one. But obviously, right. well, if it was this one, I'd have been having nightmares about it for many years afterwards. So it surely can't be. But anyway, <laughs> so yes. So, so my short answer is, no, I had not. <laughs> so it's funny before uh we you kick off Eto, i i got to admit i have not seen any captain america films <laughs> so you have now tainted <laughs> my opinion oh, uh, so I, I started watching this and i was like i'm gonna stop and go away and watch the 2011 chris evans not the uh don't forget your toothbrush uh, presenter yeah. one um, and watch that but I couldn't find it anywhere so anyway I went back to this one and stuck through it after watching it in 30 minute chunks I finished it just before recording this episode so the last 30 minutes is quite fresh in my mind but anyway so Etok give us a as a Marvel expert that you are give us a little uh, rundown of uh, yeah, Captain sure. America well, I'd be happy to so the first firstly why I chose this is because well as we'll no doubt 
talk about it's a very unique film um funnily enough if if you you know so i recommend you know watching the film before listening to us and do you know how you can watch the film someone just uploaded it's it to YouTube. youtube that's how i watched it yeah you can just you can just watch it on youtube so given that marvel own this disney own this that shows you how much this film is valued in their <laughs> eyes you can watch it on you you can't even upload three minutes of any Marvel film to YouTube for it being flagged. So the fact that this entire Captain America movie from 1990 is on YouTube tells you a lot. So the film came out in 1990. Um, I wrote down, it was still a time when superhero movies were very, they were still such a very specific style. Like prior to that, we'd had the, um, you know, Hulk live action series where Lou Ferrigno was painted green. Um, We'd had the Spider-Man TV series in the late seventies. And that was like, you know, silly and spider-man-y and stuff like that you'd had in the 1980s the thing that had ruled marvel entertainment was cartoons you had a lot of animated shows in the 1980s marvel shows um that really not necessarily brought their superheroes to light but at the start there was the hulk cartoon the spider-man cartoon the funny thing about captain america even when they released this film is that he wasn't a big star in the in the Marvel universe. He was a comic book character that had, even in the 1980s and 90s, was still was quite a dated character. So Captain America is is a very unique character that you have to handle a certain way. And oh boy, this movie does not do that. So at this point, Marvel is still trying to toy with how to make a decent film. I think during this time, um, they made a Punisher film with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, was, was, oh, yeah um, I've seen that. That that there was a, a Nick Fury movie with. Um, David Hasselhoff. I've not seen that so these film. are characters. Wow. Yeah, no, no, I'm sure that exists. There was there was talk of a She-Hulk movie around this time as well. That with Bridget Nielsen, she was going to be be She-Hulk. There was even a promotional photo you can find. Honestly, <sighs> if you if you guys just look up Bridget Nielsen She She-Hulk, you'll see her painted green in like a ridiculous costume. And yeah, Marvel in in so the funny thing is in 1990, Marvel Comics, the comic industry was huge like comics were selling in their millions and if they weren't they were selling in their 500,000 600,000 copies guys and girls who worked in the comic industry especially artists were becoming millionaires you know to this day some of the most famous comic book artists or even like people that work in Hollywood worked on, on comics and became so successful because you could do a comic and you know sell a million copies and stuff so it, this is what is so baffling about this movie the comic industry was massive it's going to be a national hero. Not exactly. His name's a secret. Only Dr. Vaselli and myself know who he really is. We kept it that way to protect his family. For the rest of the world, he's just codenamed Captain America. He may not be Superman, but he'll be a living symbol of what this country stands for. I used to buy a magazine called Comic Scene. And in this issue of Comic Scene, they had this like five-page spread of Ninja Turtles stuff. You used to read all about the movie and like, oh, the puppeteering, it's all great and everything. But there was also a preview of this Captain America movie. It's like, and the, the things that immediately leapt out at you were, this looks really weird. <laughs> like, he, he looks like he's leapt off the comic page. He looks like my nephew uh, as a five-year-old dressed in a uh, in a, like a, a costume that he wears. A Halloween costume, right? Yeah. Like, I'm dressing up as Captain America this Halloween. He's, he's an American I mean, Russ Abbott. By the way, Captain America. He is an American <laughs> Russ Abbott. Yes. So, so if, if you don't know who so, Russ Abbott is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, do do a I'm quick not sure search. If I get him in Brazil. But um, yeah, Russ Abbott was a 1980s <laughs> British comedian. Well, I say 1980s. He's probably been going longer than that. But that's probably it is his height. 
So, um, like all the Captain America story is pretty much the same, except for in this one, the Red Skull is Italian. So um, he's in Italy and um, the Nazis invade. It's very brutal at the start, I must say. Like, yeah. That's the thing. That's what I wrote down. Like, the, the start of this movie is incredibly dark. You're like, wow. If this was, this is what you'd see in almost like a modern day Marvel film where they're really laying the foundation for a very dark and or a serious take on a on a on a on a comic book if you've ever read the comic book captain america in the 1940s fights the germans frozen in ice pretty much this kind of a similar story here is awakened 30 40 years later obviously he's awoken in 1990 and as we like to say about the harrison ford film a few uh, a few episodes ago he's a fish out of water it's it's like uh it's like Forever Young but with a uniform if you've ever seen that film. Yeah, a bit of uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, oh yes. Oh god. Okay, right. Yeah, that's um that's a good comparison. This can't be real. It is. Captain America now has to find the Red Skull who inexplicably is still a relatively young guy. But now has hair. Italian hair. But now has hair. And it looks fantastic, I must say. (laughs) You're kind of... I mean, let's be honest. The summary is as brief as I gave it. You know, Frozen in Ice wakes up, fights the Red Skull. Um, Along the way, there are more than a few deaths, which is quite surprising. Oh, my favourite death is when uh, Captain America's partner from... uh, when In the 1940s. So he comes back in the 80s, uh, ends up sort of being close friends with her daughter who's played by the same actress but yeah the the older person gets killed um sadly by the uh italian daughter of the red skull who is like uh, there's a bunch of models basically going around doing weird things i think the director had a wonderful time with these models on the making of but uh as they're zipping up the body bag they're like this is an appropriate time to let the daughter in to see the dead mother being zipped up in a body bag and you're thinking yeah, it's probably not the time you would let a family member into the room. So I found that very strange. <laughs> the biggest thing about this film is the music is absolutely appalling. Like I've never heard such bad music. And I checked at the end, there are two recording artists that contributed to this film. That is Ivan Neville and Southside Johnny. And one of the tracks, uh, when he comes back in the 1980s to see his I know the you're to see about. his missus, there's a track called "Memories of Your Girl." Uh, no, me- "Memories of You Girl," and I've put next to it, "Is this the worst song ever?" And it it's, this is the one where it goes, "I'm all alone in a cold, cold world." Yeah, it literally, <laughs> it's just, it states it's literally what, what is happening. It's like it's like um, it's like in uh, oh, what, what is that? Film? I know yeah. what you're going to say. There's a uh, there's a couple, but like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone have done it a few times. The guys who make South Park uh, yeah, they did it in, in like in basketball, oh, it's like yeah. they were literally running along yeah. the road. It's that kind they of thing. They did it in Team, Team America, oh, right? Team America, Team America as well. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a montage. Yeah. Isn't that the one? I think. I honestly think this film, if you put a... And I'm almost tempted to just do this myself. In fact, Smith, you're an editor. We could ask you to do this. Put a decent soundtrack on this film and it would improve yeah. massively, exponentially, I think. I don't, like, I know we're going to like hammer this film a bit now, but 
I actually felt it kind of had that sort of trauma vibe, like Toxic Avenger, where it was, yes, where it was, that's and, and I honestly think that, like, if you look at the director's like track history, there, there was a reason why it looked like that because that's the sort of films he made. I, I actually found elements of it quite charming, and that, like the bizarre Italian models, I found quite funny and like interesting and. I think you kind of have to treat this film as its own thing. It's almost, unfair. like I say, comparing it to the modern Marvel Captain America film is almost a moot point. It's just not fair. But then I, I um, kind of like that. I, I don't want to compare it with that. I as a ninth, It is such a 90s film, and that's what I, I really yeah, like yeah. about it. I found that really charming. I found that quite enjoyable. At no point during this film was I bored. I know, Smith, you had to like digest it in like 20-minute chunks. I, I totally get <laughs> which that. I, which I also understand. But I, also I understand. actually sat through it, and... I just found myself entertained and surely that's what films are all about and even the bit when he does come back in the 80s and some of the acting is a bit ropey don't get me wrong so he comes back in the early 90s and the scene between him and his his uh, sort of ex well yeah now ex I suppose who's, who's who's a bit older she's really good and I actually like I felt a bit moved by that and I was like this isn't like a trauma style <laughs> no no I agree it's a sweet scene, but I couldn't get over the fact that her makeup yeah. was just sort of like a little bit off. And I was just like, oh, I'm not like I'm in this scene. And I, I get what you're saying, Nigel. It is quite it's it's not the worst written scene. And her emotion is really kind of yeah. real. I feel so old and ugly and, and, and look at you. You? Ugly. Not a chance. Oh, Bernie. But then it's I like, thought it was lovely. But yeah, your t- your tears yeah. are almost melting the 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 plastic uh, on your jowl. Well, again, uh, but a lot of that stuff was because it was the nineties. They didn't have CGI. They couldn't yeah. do these oh, big no, no, stunts. It's, not... it's like a there's a yeah. fight scene where it's like the darkest film in cinema history, and it's just like someone just turn on a light, and it's just like no, they can't be bothered. <laughs> but yeah, all of that is just because. I don't think the budget was huge and I think it was just very 90s. And But then if you compare it to say like 91's yeah. The Rocketeer, that's a vastly superior film and the special effects and everything in that actually look quite decent and still sort of hold up to a level. This film, I just don't think they knew really what they were no, doing when it came to I think stuff like that. So. For me, the fact that with this film, it clearly takes itself seriously. And I think that's the issue with it. If it didn't, is, if yeah. it didn't take itself seriously, then I think... I kind of would get your argument, Nige, but for me, look, it's how just can you say a film take itself seriously when <laughs> Captain America's like ploy is, oh, I'm feeling carsick, and then he's like, That's pull it. over. It happens twice. It happens once. Twice. It happens with the newspaper guy, and then in Italy. Captain, are you okay? You, you, yeah. Hold it. No, I, no, wait. Don't leave me out here. I still think that they're 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 trying to do it in a you know like they're trying to make it in a genuine way they're not I'm not expecting Leslie Nielsen to come out and you know like it feels like a spoof but I don't think it feels like it should be a spoof and I think that's the issue you know it's like it's although it's in the 90s like the you know the blood is ridiculous it's like ketchup the music you've already said about which i, oh, I totally agree so bad. like so bad. it's it's so terrible but you know like a score in a film we've spoke about it many times is incredibly important but to have you might as well have had no music and it would have uh, made more of an impact in some of those fight scenes but it's got music back to back it's like a musical because it starts <laughs> starts with music and it ends with music and then like is there a point in this where there's not been that little boy on a Casio keyboard playing while I'm watching.
it's like someone got a, like a, a songs from the movies like CD that you kind of get in yeah. like a, a random media production course. There's 30 tracks and no one owns the rights to them because they're so shit that no one wants the rights that's to right. them. It's like, we'll just put them all in this film. It's fine. And that's what they did. There's one thing that will appeal to Smith, as in, would I, I would hope you would have seen this, but uh, one of my favourite scenes in cinema history <laughs> occurs in this movie where, um, and we're going to talk about editing which uh, Smith knows a lot yeah. about, given that's his job. So there's a scene, and it's you notice it more and more in, in the action scenes, but there's one scene, and it's one of my favourite shots, multiple shots, in a movie, where you can find on YouTube, Captain America, they're in Italy, they're running away from the baddies on bikes, the models on bikes, as Nigel <laughs> yeah. would say. And they are, they're all like hot models. They're all chasing Captain America and the, um, Sharon, I think it is. Sharon! And yeah, that, I was Sharon. going to comment on that as well. Fantastic name, Sharon. It's like, <laughs> oh, she, I mean, she was she was always Sharon Carter. I can't argue that. Oh, okay. Stan Lee's right, okay. Fair enough. So, Linda. That is Sharon Carter. <laughs> yes. So the, um, the bike uh, rushes towards Captain America and he takes a stand. The bike hits him. So he gets hit by a bike and he flips over. Not as in he flips over the bike. He gets hit by the bike, struck by the bike and knocked over, right? But he's Captain America survives. There are nine cuts. <laughs> there's there's somewhere later where he's like fighting, isn't there? Right, right yeah, near yeah, the yeah, end yeah. on the another rooftop fight scene. Uh, like pr- the president says to him, Captain America, and he turns and I wrote down, there's 11 cuts. Some of the uh, the a- the ADR is amazing as well. He, like while he's oh, yeah, driving, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, uh, you know, like they've What's obviously ADR for our uncultured ah, uh, additional listeners? dialogue recording. So they basically, if if they haven't got that dialogue recorded at the time, they will record it afterwards. And uh, but it's it, basically the way they've done it in this, it it comes out like you know they do it in a lot of films, but it, it almost comes out like a dubbed movie. It's almost like a different actor voiced it. <laughs> No, like flash I love I, I, I still think one of my favourite scenes in the movie is so in the in the 1940s the Red Skull straps Captain America to a rocket and launches him and you're like whoa what's, what's going to happen and the rocket is heading towards the White House and the, the president who's a like you know the, the eventual president is a kid at the time and he's got his camera and he sees a rocket headed towards the White House and he takes a photo of it and the rocket, like for some reason, Captain America waits until the last ten seconds. Of yes, I've flown that whole way. It's like, oh, I, could, I should probably yeah. make this go somewhere I, else now. I should probably, I should probably divert this with my boot. So he kicks the thing and changes. He kicks the wing of the rocket and changes direction. And the kid is one of my favorite. Like the kid goes, "Wow!" And it's just like, "What did you see? You saw, you 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 saw a bloke strapped to a rocket. You saw a red, white, and blue knob strapped to a rocket." one thing me and my friends to this day will still refer to this movie was I mentioned that comic scene magazine I had at the beginning of the um, of the podcast and when you had this pictorial on this Captain America it's like oh they're making Captain America and there was a double page spread of Captain America getting ready to throw his shield and I turned to my mates I'll, I'll never forget this we're at school and I was like has he got a rubber ear <laughs> for some and, and it's true like years later the internet happens you find out yes the costume department decided we're not going to have his ear, his actual ear, go through the Captain America mask. We're going to give him a fake rubber ear. So Captain America's costume has two fake rubber ears. <laughs> That's, but it looks like a rubber ear. I mean, if you carefully look at it, it's like, yeah, he's yeah. got his Captain Rubber ears. Wow. 
just talking about the cast quickly. Um, Ned Beatty deserves better than this. Like Ned Beatty was in Deliverance. He's been in so yeah. many good movies, yeah. and he's like he's like a sidekick who, thankfully for his career, dies. Um, he's the newspaper you know, guy, during, isn't he? Yeah, he dies like thankfully halfway through his movies. He doesn't have to be in it because God knows what his role would have been at the end. Um, and yeah, the problem the problem I had with the guy playing Captain America, and I just wrote down, he has a silly face. Stop it, right now! Sharon, calm down. The trick with writing Captain America is you have to have his all-American apple pie, all that stuff. You have to have his ideals dated, right? You have to bring him into the present time and have his ideals dated. But then when it matters most, those ideals prove, prove beneficial. Again, that's what they did in the, the recent Marvel films. It's that Captain America does no wrong, but then... When there needs to be right, he does it right. And it's just like, oh, that's why we have the all-American Avenger on our team. The problem with this film is there's no there's no irony to there's there's no it's just like, oh no, Captain America's come and we're all gonna celebrate this Muppet running around. It just oh god, maybe I'm gonna lower my rating again, but yeah, it's just it's just shit. Jeez. Firstly, Sharon, though the ridiculous name, which is in fact based on the comic book. I thought she was half decent. I thought she was like a progressive, uh, like a female, like in an era where a lot of female cast members were just like eye candy or just like irrelevant. I actually thought she was quite positive in some instances during the film. Um, aside from the fact like her mum has just died and her dad is like in hospital and she's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Italy with this random Italy. bloke and be like, oh, it's dressed up as a <laughs> random bloke dressed up as a flag. <laughs> but yeah, that was a bit random. But I actually thought her character was quite good. Um, I, I particularly enjoyed their, their push bike escape where he says, hold on, Sharon, this bike has no brakes. And then they like ride it into the sea, which is just off of a cliff edge, which I've actually written is bike escape dash amazing so i enjoyed that bit especially but but yeah i thought she was quite good although i, I kind of missed a bit when suddenly the president knew what her name was and it's like oh let's, there's sharon sharon and yeah that bit's so i wrote that down as well he just goes sharon it's like wait what, <laughs> how do you mean interaction we missed but um to, to sum up and there's a bit like at the end when captain america goes like heads up and then just like looks at the camera heads up <laughs> Uh, I saw a very poignant bit in the credits which just said mainly filmed in Yugoslavia which I think sums up this film so so I think that's part of the reason much like Yugoslavia this film perhaps well it did exist once but maybe it shouldn't anymore Captain America right the budget for that film was three million dollars you compare that to the Rocketeer that I mentioned earlier the budget yeah. for that film was 35 to 40 million dollars. Now, are you telling me that Marvel seriously thought, right, we're going to make this film and we're going to make it good? That the budget good, yeah. for The Punisher was 9 million dollars and that was obviously a year earlier as well. So it Bloody kind hell. of makes you so this was... see that they just didn't really invest in it at all and obviously you can see that unfortunately if you watch the film as well. Yeah. I still think even even with a low budget, you can you can make a decent film like the like there's a scene you know when they jump jump out the plane for example and it's clearly just in a oh. studio oh yeah and, like pats you on the back know, he's just like leaning out the door there's plenty of ways you can actually make that look a little bit more believable by shaking the camera a little bit or you know like putting a bit more smoke in but they they just didn't try but um yeah ratings okay so etoc let's go to you first then so yeah i i give this movie uh two out of ten I gave what did I give ten at? I gave ten at two out of ten. 
I Jesus. I will give this two point five out of ten because I think it's better than Tenant. <laughs> better than Tenant. Oh my goodness. It's funny you say that. Like ra- hang on. Your rating's higher than mine. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to give it because I actually found a lot of it enjoyable. I really did. And I'm almost thinking if someone sorted the music out, I'm almost going to discount the music because that would probably take it down to a very low score. But I'm actually going to give it a four. Four out of ten. Okay. Just because I never knew there was an American Russ Abbott. Just because Sharon <laughs> is going on holiday and doing whatever she likes and speaks Italian, so balls to the lot of you. Because of random Italian models and because the Red Skull had a slick back Italian hair. And, I mean, just brilliant. Well, look, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you want to get in touch, why don't you email us on offradarpod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at offradarpodcast or you can follow us on Facebook at offradarpod. And let us know what you think about that film or any of the films we've reviewed so far. Also, just do us a favour and please share and subscribe and review this episode. It really does help getting the pod out there. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, listening to our voices. So, next week, we are reviewing and discussing and giving our views about Mrs. Doubtfire. So, watch the film before next week, and we'll speak to you next time on Off. <laughs> <laughs>